I think I have a sermon somewhere around here. Let me see if I can find it. I'm just kidding, people. For those who don't know me, uh, I, I'm not really serious at all. So um, uh, I'm, I hope that you don't get alarmed. It's so good to be in this place. It's so good to be in the house of God. It's so good to be with each other as we um, engage in, in the time where we dedicate to just uh, be with our Lord. Some people call this a time of meditation. Some people call it a time of a sermon. Uh, I like the word sermon because I'm a dad and I like to sermon. Nice. My kids, you know, they, they, uh, they give me the old response, oh dad, you know, type deal. Um, but, but there's always a message that is important for us. And, and, and we, we pray that through the meditations of our hearts, we can have access to what God is trying to speak to us, what God is trying to do uh, through us in, in our lives. Now, um, last week, um, I think I went a little bit overboard. I tried to accomplish too many things in just one thing. So uh, if you would like to hear that sermon, is available in, in our website. You just go down, scroll down, and there's a, a link there where you can um, listen to sermons again. But uh, I, I understand that I tried to speak too much about the history of what we can call justice, uh, social justice, uh, understanding and trying to get a grasp of how this has been always a concern of humanity. It is not new. And, um, you know, we, 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 we worked a little bit on that, um, but I think I, I, I failed. There's no way to cover all of it in 25 minutes. I think I did. <laughs> 30 last, last week. Sorry about that. But uh, again, and, and the other part is, of course, I couldn't focus on the real issue that the psalm really brought to us. We were reading Psalm 17. And, and, and I just hope that, that that element of relationship just grabbed your attention. That, that, that thing about the accessibility that we have to God. Because uh, uh, truly for, for wholeness to be a reality in our lives, God's Spirit has to inundate our hearts. And for that to happen, we must feel comfortable. We must feel like this is possible. And the reality is that God is real. And not only is God a God of being out there in heaven, but God is a God that is present in our lives. So uh, at least that, I hope you know, that I do a little, a little better job today. Uh, I, I, I've been working at it, and um, today we're going to try to build on that issue of relationship. Um, and, and we're going to hopefully get a little bit more specific and what it means to have a relationship with Christ, or with God in Christ. Uh, and I know this is another big one, so let's see 
what Paul has to say to us. We're going to read in Ephesians chapter 1, and uh, we're going to start on uh, verse 11. If you have your pew Bibles, I think the page numbers are on your program, so you want to go there, or it's right there on the screen. If you want to go to your phone or tablet or wherever you can have access to Scripture, I invite you to go there. We're going to read up to verse 14 first, and then we'll go we'll read the rest a little later but here we we hear uh, 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 Paul addressing the people in Ephesus and Lakewood in Denver especially Westminster <laughs> and it says as follows in Christ we have also obtained an inheritance. Having been destined according to the purpose of him who accomplishes all things according to his counsel and will. So that we, who were the first to set our hope on Christ, might live to the pray, for the praise of his Glory. In him you also, when you had heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and had believed in him, were marked with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit. And this is the pledge of our inheritance toward redemption as God's own people, and to the praise of his glory. We'll, we'll, we'll pause here for now, but let's pray for a minute. Father, again, we come to you. We come here in this place because we want to hear you. And we pray at this moment, Lord, that your spirit will just uh, captivate us. That you may open our, our ears and our hearts to your message. And I know that many of us has different struggles that are uh, and, and part of our human experience, Lord, and we need just to, to connect with what you have to say. So we pray, God, that your word may speak to us today. Amen. Amen. So, Paul is addressing a group of people here is not addressing a specific individual but what he is communicating is not only for the group it's for individuals as well I mean he speaks to us as individuals as singular people and how we can view ourselves in a relationship with God and Paul likes to use language like destiny and inheritance and adoption. I mean, he, he loves to spread that language about because it communicates specific ideas of relationship. The first one that I mentioned, destiny, is, 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 is 
existential, right? It's, it's one of those things that we don't know of because it, it's in the future, it's out there, and, and, and sometimes we're unsure about it. You know, are, are we actually destined for something or destined for something else? How do we know? I mean, that's always a concern. Uh, 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 it's always on our minds, even if we don't acknowledge it. And the others might be too. Inheritance, adoption. I mean, those words communicate something about us, about who we are, and what is there for us. Who am I? And who will I be? Right? I know that when I grow up, I want to be like Chuck. Right? Me too. And both, both of them could qualify. It could be uh, the other Chuck too. Uh, I mean, I, I, I know that there's aspirations, right, in our lives. Um, the biggest one for me, you already know. I want to be a surfer, but that's, a, that's different. Now, these existential questions just invade our, our, our minds sometimes, and sometimes we don't think about it. But if anybody has had a bout with how you see yourself, about identity, about a sense of self, this type of language is very important. Uh, how does it impact, I mean, this language, how we see ourselves? Well, think of it, inheritance, adoption, destiny. Have you ever felt like you're wandering around aimlessly in your existence? I heard once that as we develop, as we grow, as our bodies uh, uh, d develop themselves, something happens in our constitution every seven years. There are changes, actually biological changes, cellular changes in, in, in our physical selves that we don't necessarily pinpoint immediately, but you have heard about that stage on li in life teenagers or that stage in life about being 21 there's a mark there right 7 times 3 guess what 21 right there's a mark there because something happens at that point assumed it happens that point uh, when we're 28 so uh, how much is 7 times 7 49 40, is it 49 yeah. life crisis there you go right <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, there, there, there's things that do happen in our own body, our physical selves, that actually influence how we see ourselves. And if we are not bored, if we're not connected, if we're not grounded, we may wonder what in the world is going on. And our minds may just wonder. So when we are not sure about why we exist, when we are not sure about what is our destination in life, again, our minds go, 
and they work on us. I'm not saying that that's wrong. It, it, it can happen to anybody. As a matter of fact, it can be a, a feeling of loneliness, but it can also be a feeling of, of euphoria. Oh, you know, this is something new in my life. I feel something different. What, you know, what, what is going on? And, and maybe we just want to find out what else is out there. It's just part of our inquiring nature of how we, 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 we work and function. But where do you go to hang on? Where do you go to, to feel like you are connected when you're wondering? Well, I think this is where relationships are important, right? This is where relationships really help us to feel connection. And what Paul wants to, us to know that we are not only in relationship with the world that we see, feel, and connect with, but that we are in relationship with God, our Creator. Whether we want it or not, we are part of this world, and God has made this world. So one way or another, we're connected to this God um, that, that we speak about. And Paul specifically speaks here to those who have heard the message of Jesus Christ. And he says that in Christ, we have a different connection to this relationship. Adopted from our natural state, now to a supernatural state. This relationship is not natural. It's beyond that. Adoption is not natural, is it? It's not something that we consider, oh, that's what's supposed to happen. Adoption is a voluntary action that takes on place and part of someone that wants the welfare for somebody else and it's out of love. It's not necessarily natural. It's supernatural. And God has done what we could not do for our own, with our will. Let's see a little bit of, 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 of what, is what we were informed about on verse 7. This is a, a few verses before where we started. It says here, In Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness is our trespasses, according to the riches of His grace that He lavished on us. I mean, look, look at these words that he's using, right? He's lavishing on us grace, love. With all wisdom and insight, he has made known to us the mystery of his will. That's called revelation, right? He's been revealed to us. According to his good pleasure that he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time. As a plan for the fullness of time. So when we are struggling with destiny, when we are struggling with the future, when we are struggling with what it means to be in this world and what is going to happen tomorrow, we can come to this place where we're moored, where we can be an anchored. Redemption is what happens when we are not able to clear our own debt on trespasses. 
but God does. Right? Somebody intercedes. Someone intervenes and does that in our stead. That's not natural. That takes not only will, but it takes more than just human justice. Yesterday I was in a, a, a town hall meeting. We were talking about the death penalty and how the law is going to be changed, how they're going to be looking at that. And the one thing that stood out among all the opinions in the town hall meeting was this. It's very emotional. The subject is very emotional. So we know that wherever you stand on this, you're not going to have the whole picture. There's families that have had been, you know, uh, affected by, by, by some of these crimes that deserve, in their opinion, to be handled in such a way. And there's other folks that are on the other side, but who are we? to take that decision. I mean, it's very emotional. It connects with the reality of life. And in many cases, is even mysterious. But God has taken a step further from what we expect from human experience or from human justice. God has had grace. He has extended grace to us. And again, I think it's mysterious how that works. But still, that's where we can arm anchor ourselves. That's where our terra firma is, uh, uh, could be considered. Redemption, forgiveness, and gathering all things in Him. So, here we see that relationship is interactive. And, and, and God is active in direct interaction. I mean, can you, can you see the connections here? God is active in that interaction. God is doing uh, uh, something in this relationship that we have. And we, we are not passive in this relationship either. Paul explains this in verse 12. That those who have set our hope in Christ might live for the praise of His glory. So there is a purpose injected in here. Right? There is now an objective for us who are in relationship with God through Jesus. There's this for the praise of His glory. Now what is praise? Celebration. Okay, you see, this is what happens. There is a difference between the praise in the south of the country and the praise in the middle of the country. If you talk about praise in Puerto Rico, the Congress will come out. Okay, we will have different ways of expressing praise. Right? And here you are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's the evidence. <laughs> you can't go further than that, right? There's nothing wrong with it. It's just that praise is expressed in different ways. Right? 
Praise is not just one thing. And that's why we have difficulty grasping what this is. But praise, as far as the dictionary is concerned, is an expression of approval, of commendation. Now, some people would say, well, uh, it's, it's, it's like, you know, hallelujah, right? It's just, it just praise be to God, right? This is, that's praise. But think about it. It's an expression of approval. So basically, if our objective, if our purpose in relationship with God is to express approval to what God is doing in our lives, then we have at least a target, right? And how we're going to go about in praising God. An expression of approval. I was surprised when I read this. I had never gone to the dictionary, you see? <laughs> Now, what is glory? Glory is the manifest presentation of God's infinite and majestic nature. The manifest presentation of God's infinite and majestic nature. The praise of His glory. Therefore, means that we experience God's manifest presentation of his self yes. and we acknowledge it Amen. and we approve of it and we commend it we celebrate it the praise of his glory then is an active acknowledgement and approval of God's very nature. So here we are. Our response to God is the praise of God's glory. Acknowledgement. <laughs> it is active. Amen? Amen. Alright, that was the spot right there. Yep. Right? That could have that could have been. Right? Amen. <laughs> and since it is interactive, verse 13 leads us to something else that happens when we have heard the word of truth the gospel of salvation and have believed acknowledged right and praised we are marked we get the stamp right we get the stamp now it is no simple mark it doesn't use ink there is nothing that you will see in this mark, this mark is the promise spirit of God. Amen. And that, that that's if, if if there is a mystery in this world, it's just that. Because as you well know, a spirit is nothing that is seen, correct? Correct. It's mysterious. Yes. And sometimes it freaks us out. Yes. Sometimes we're not quite sure if we are to actually give ourselves up 
to that which is mysterious. But when we participate, now please listen to this, listen to this because I worked a lot on this statement here, okay? <laughs> this is very important for you. When you participate, when you assist, when you serve, when you reach, when you connect, when you reach, teach, or serve, when you divulge, when you invite, when you rejoice in the praise of God, guess what you're doing? Guess what we're doing? We're expressing that spirit of God. Amen. That's where we have that connection. That's when the manifestation of God's spirit comes into life. Several weeks ago, we had here a bike swap. Right? Ron here was uh, Scott and Rana was helping. David was, um, I mean, and nothing out of the ordinary happened. Nothing. What happened? Well, people were coming here. They had their bikes. They were swapping them and this and that. And they were selling it. There was a, a, a raffle. There was all kinds of things happening around. Nothing special until the last minute. And the last minute, when everybody else was gone, there was five minutes that I was able to spend with Blue. Blue is the guy that organizes it. And I thought that God was part of that. Amen. Don't ask me how, because I really cannot pinpoint what it is. But somehow, we got to the nitty gritty of things. How are you doing? How are you feeling? And he was able to express, which probably was in his heart, for a long time and couldn't get out. You see, in my opinion, the Spirit of God was present in that moment with us. Why? Because we opened ourselves to doing, to be active in recognizing and acknowledging this God who we preach about and talk about in church. We were just willing to do that through different means. A barbecue, water, and most especially, a bathroom that is open for them. 20 bucks. <laughs> right? I mean, it's, it sounds ridiculous, don't it? But it wasn't the food that was important. The bathroom was. Because when you're outside at 7 o'clock in the morning, Guess what? <laughs> but that's exactly what happens. Rejoicing in the praise of God. When we do, when we connect, when we activate ourselves, when we do things, when we acknowledge that we are being motivated somehow and inspired to move, to work, then, then the Spirit of God can be seen. Active. Now, this is how Paul expresses that acknowledgement of the marks he sees. Verse 15, and we're going to read to the rest of, of these verses until 23. It says, I have heard of your faith. Now, notice this. Look at this. I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love towards all the saints. Right? Right? I have heard. Right? 
Yesterday, I was in this town hall meeting, and guess what? People have heard of Mount Air. Yes. Oh, you're the ones. <laughs> you know, I'm like, what? But the this time. But notice this. Paul saying, I have heard. I have heard. Manifestation. And he says, And for this reason I do not cease to give thanks for you as I remember you in my prayers. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation as you come to know him, so that when the eyes of our heart enlighten, you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. What are the riches of his glorious inheritance among the saints? There he goes again. What are the riches of his glorious inheritance for us? And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power for us who believe? According to the working of his great power. Now verse 20 says, God put his power to work in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in the age, but also in the age to come. And he has put all things under his feet and has made him the head over all things for for, 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 the church. for, the church. right, connection, mm-hmm. relationship, for who, us. the church, us, I mean those, all those words sound nice, don't they, <laughs> he has given him power and he has given him this, and, and, and there's all this royalty terms that are being used in there, and it is, for the church which is his body the fullness of him who fills all in all Amen. now who are you church 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 that's it then (laughs) if you are the church then what are we doing here? Praising. What? Praising. Praising God. And what is to praise? If it's not to acknowledge this great God, this glory of God that has been manifested to each one of you. Oh man, I don't know about a job, but this is a this is a great job to have. Do you hear? So why don't we praise God then since we get ready to to sing. Father, we again, we acknowledge we acknowledge the blessing that it is to be in relationship with you. We acknowledge that it is not done because we are great people. 
but because you're a great God. And we acknowledge that glory, Lord. And we commend you for that. And we praise you, Lord. We just want to lift up our hearts. And with everything that we do, when we are activated in the community, in our families, in around everything that is going on around us, let us reflect, God, that grace which you have given to us, shown us, and just spread out in our lives. If there is any praise, may we be the ones to divulge it.